Hi, and welcome to our weekly podcast brought to you by VGO Oncology. Today, we'll be joined by five experts from ESMO 2023, who are all discussing exciting new research from various trials in gynecological malignancies. To kick off, Mary McCormack from UCL Hospital's NHS Foundation Trust will present findings from the Interlace trial, examining the outcomes of short-course induction chemotherapy in combination with chemoradiation for locally advanced cervical cancer. It's the Interlace trial that was a randomised trial with 500 patients uh, split evenly between standard of care treatment, which is currently chemotherapy and radiotherapy, and the trial group, or the test group, which had uh, an additional six weeks of chemotherapy before the standard treatment. And we compared the outcomes in both groups, and we found that women who were given the additional six weeks of chemotherapy lived longer without their cancer coming back uh, and without dying, obviously, from the disease. So they live longer uh, compared with women who were given the standard of care treatment. These are readily available drugs. It's cheap. The duration of treatment is short. It's six weeks of treatment, um, additional six weeks of treatment. So I think this is ready to go into the clinic. These drugs are already there and they don't have they, they don't need any regulatory approval. Uh, simply the results would need to be adopted by the various societies uh, who look at the guidelines for treating um, cervical cancer and be incorporated into those and then patients should be able to benefit straight away. Up next, Domenica LaRusso and Benoit Yu will explore the enhanced efficacy of pembrolizumab when used alongside chemoradiotherapy in locally advanced high-risk cervical cancer. Furthermore, Benoit Yu will present findings from the Innova TV301 trial, shedding light on the benefits of antibody drug conjugates in cervical cancer. K18, K018 was a randomized phase 3 trial evaluating for the first time the combination of immunotherapy pembrolizumab with concurrent chemoradiation and brachytherapy for the treatment of locally advanced high-risk cervical cancer. The trial enrolled more than 1,000 patients uh, across 30 countries and 176 centers, so a huge global trial, and reported a significant reduction and clinically meaningful reduction in the risk of progression with an acceleration of 0.70 when pembrolizumab was combined with uh, chemoradiation in the treatment of stage 1B2 to B, node positive cervical cancer patient, and stage 3M4. Also, overall survival, although not mature yet, is promising because there is a trend toward an increase in overall survival with an acceleration of 0.73, but we are still collecting the overall survival events, and probably in one year we will be able to have these results. Next, Mansour Raza Mirza will present findings from the Phase 3 Ruby trial, indicating that the combination of dostalamab with carboplatin paclitaxel proves more effective than using carboplatin paclitaxel alone in patients with advanced endometrial cancer. So everybody now knows that Ruby trial, the NGOTN6 trial, uh, which was presented half a year ago, published in New England Journal, have already in the DMMR population received uh, label in FDA and positive opinion by European Medicines Agency. Uh, so we will have it soon in Europe as well. 
uh, that trial was done, uh, that was a randomized uh, double-blind uh, trial done in stage three, stage four, and first relapse endometrial cancer patients. Uh, we took the rare tumors as well, like carcinosarcomas, and patients were stratified according to the, their MMR status, according to the pre previous use of radiation therapy, and according to the state of the disease, and they were one-to-one -one randomized to receive carboplatin, paclitaxel, and dostalimab, or placebo, uh, for six cycles, and then continued on monotherapy up to three, with dostalimab or placebo uh, for three years, or up to three years. Uh, the primary endpoints of this study were uh, multiple. It was progression-free survival for the DMMR population, progression-free survival for intention-to-treat population, and, and overall survival for intention-to-treat population. And we have seen a, a really, really unprecedented positive effect in the DMMR population with a hazard ratio of 0.28. We have seen a clear benefit in intention to treat population with a hazard ratio of 0.64, both for PFS and for OS. OS data is not mature yet because there were not enough event, but the shape of the curve tells us that we would have it. Here, we, what we have done is we went back home and did the whole exome uh, uh, gene analysis, and we have looked at the data according to the molecular classification and the efficacy of the uh, of, of the dostalimab. Uh, so if you look at uh, we could we could perform in 400 out of 494 patients uh, and when we looked at uh, uh, these four groups of molecular classification if we start with poly there were only five patients who were, who were poly mute that means that you don't see that many patients, 1% of the population which was polymute. And they were either receiving uh, uh, placebo or active therapy. None of them has progressed, none of them has died. But I'm not saying that they should not be treated with chemotherapy. What I'm saying is we need more data to see if we can spare these patients from any systemic therapy after surgery. Or, uh, and not only systemic, but also radiation therapy. They won't need anything. Second group was the DMMR. And we have about 22% of the population, which is DMMR. And we see with the uh, exome analysis, the same results, unprecedented, huge benefit uh, in these patients. The best thing is that after 12 months, we don't see any, any events uh, uh, in the patients who receive uh, who have received uh, dostalimab with chemotherapy. 60% uh, of the patients are event-free uh, since then, and probably we have cured some of these patients. When we come to the PMMR group, which is a very heterogeneous group, uh, we they perform their P53 analysis. So about 20% of the patients were P53 mute, while rest were P53 wild type from the whole population, about 54%. In the P53 wild type, we saw moderate efficacy of the Stalimab. Patients do benefit, uh, but not as we have seen in other subgroups. Uh, but there are few events, and we have to have more events to have the more mature data. The, the shocking for me was to see the results of P53 mute population where we saw enormous benefit of uh, adding 
the Stalimab with the hazard ratios reaching the same level as of DMMR population. So that was something new for us. The patients who do the worse on chemotherapy, these are the serious carcinomas, carcinosarcomas, we have seen amazing benefit uh, in that population. And that is very important. Let's see the results of other trials as well to accumulate how we are going to differentiately treat our patients in future with one drug or the other. Thank you. Finally, Shannon Weston from ND Anderson Cancer Center will delve into the use of Dovalumab, Olaparib and chemotherapy for the treatment of advanced endometrial cancer. So DOE or GOG3041 or NGOT EN10 was a randomized phase three study and it was in a population of patients with either advanced stage or recurrent endometrial cancer. And there's an area of unmet need here because previously the standard of care was chemotherapy. And then with recent studies, we've seen that the addition of checkpoint inhibition to chemotherapy can improve outcomes, especially in patients with mismatch repair deficient disease. But that's only a small proportion of patients for whom we need, ish, need care. And so what DOE set out to do was to push the envelope and improve care for all patients with endometrial cancer, but we especially were interested in the mismatch repair proficient group. So patients were identified, they could have prior chemotherapy if it was given in the adjuvant setting, but it had to be at least 12 months since they completed therapy before their relapse. We allowed all histology types, including carcinosarcoma, Patients were randomized one to one to one between three arms. So the first arm was chemotherapy alone. The second arm had dervalumab, a PDL1 inhibitor, added to chemotherapy, followed by dervalumab maintenance. And then the third arm had the dervalumab added to the chemo, followed by dervalumab and a laparib maintenance. We had a dual primary endpoint of progression-free survival, which was investigator assessed by Resist 1.1 and the comparisons were the Derva arm to control or the Derva Alaparib arm to control. Thank you for tuning in. If you have found this podcast insightful, make sure to subscribe and share your thoughts with a review on your preferred podcast platform. For additional insights on ESMO 2023, visit vjoncology.com and follow us on Twitter at vjoncology. Oncology.